Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Libertarian Los Angeles. I'm Sean Osborne, and today we're going to be talking about uh, the, the lockdowns, basically, and you know what's going on over here in Los Angeles County, and in particular, East LA. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, I had read uh, a couple of posts um, from people who live in the Boyle Heights area that the, the cops have been shutting down food vendors who had been selling food on Olympic Boulevard. Um, obviously, you know, these are the poorest of people who are food vendors. They're not, you know, big, nice restaurants, definitely not a chain restaurant or something like that. And, you know, that's that's their way of making a living. You know, the government obviously is thoroughly incapable of helping people out. You know, it's, it's just, you know, the only, only thing they can think to do is print more money and destroy the value of the dollar. That's That's their solution to everything. Um, I've seen some dissenters, to to my point of view, saying, well, you know, we were over there and people weren't, uh, you know, they weren't wearing gloves and they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't getting you the condiments and people were getting their own condiments and stuff like that. Well, I would say, well, you had the choice to go over there, right? You were obviously, you were going to go get a taco or whatever they were selling over there. And if you saw that and you weren't comfortable with it, by all means, that's your choice not to go there. For example, my girlfriend and I, we went to Sequoia. Um, we took a ride up there to get out of town. You know, we've been in the house a lot because I am somebody that does wear a mask. I have um, pretty much stayed home the whole time, so I'm not a science denier or anything like that like somebody would love to claim. And we took a ride up there, and there was a couple of breweries up there. Um, one of the breweries... Uh, when we went by it, nobody was wearing masks. And we thought to ourselves, that's not for us. So we went by another one, and they were wearing masks, and they had an outdoor seating place, and I felt safe there. So I went there. You know, I didn't throw a shit fit and say the other place should be closed down or those people shouldn't do what they do. I believe myself that I'm responsible for where I go and what I do and the people I associate with. Um... This is the this is this is what liberty is. Um, California has some of the strictest guidelines in the country, and we also have some of the highest cases. So there's no doubt in my mind that they're not taking into consideration human nature when they make these laws. And and um, Madison had said that in the Federalist Papers that they need to take into consideration when they make mandates and laws that. Human nature has to be taken into consideration is what I'm trying to say. They have to take into consideration human nature. Not everybody is going to follow the same rules. For these rules and mandates to have worked, you would need 100% compliance. I mean, that's just, that's just the truth of the matter. And even then, like say in New York, you had at the beginning of the, the coronavirus, 66% of the people who were coming down with the coronavirus were people who had been quarantining. So obviously there was other things that were happening that were, were part of it, you know, maybe from deliveries, um, maybe people who wear their masks and don't wear them properly. So they had a false sense of security. Maybe some people who, uh, you know, wore their masks and they were uncomfortable and kept messing with their face. So I think just saying that masks and mandates and all this stuff gives people a false sense of security. I would personally rather see 
a place where people who don't want to wear a mask can go. It should be up to the business, like these like these uh, food vendors. These food vendors are doing what they're doing. It is outdoors, and outdoor dining has not, absolutely not been proven to be a cause of super spreaders. You know, the the somebody from uh, Health and Human Services from California even said as much. He actually feared that closing down these safer, I didn't say the safest, the safest thing is obviously probably to stay home, but safer issues or safer re- ways for people to go out and eat and do things is better than closing them down because what people will end up doing is going indoors to you know people's houses and stuff like that. If you give somebody a safer option, chances are they will take that. You know, there's also the issue of like, say, people who don't cook, or, you know, people who don't know how to cook or they live alone. They can't they can't cook. So they re- they rely on, you know, getting food from outside of the house. So if they can go outside and eat, that would be great. You know, you have this issue of these these poor food vendors. Let's let's say they're not, you know probably one of the most wealthy groups of people in Los Angeles County. You know, these people are struggling to stay alive. A lot of them are probably immigrants who don't even get any relief from the government, you know, and the relief that we are getting from the government is peanuts. And not only that, those peanuts are something we're going to have to pay back way more than what we're getting. And it's also devaluing the value of the dollar, the more money that they print. So when they print this money, it devalues our dollar. Um, not everybody's getting it. Some people are getting it that don't even need it. Um, and they're closing down safer businesses who are trying their best to, to uh, you know, do business the way that they see fit and, and feed their families and give a service to people who also need it. Okay? So this this is where I'm coming at from this. Um, you know, like I said, some people are saying, but these people aren't wearing their gloves and stuff. So if you, if you feel unsafe at a place, leave, vote with your dollar, you know, go someplace that you do feel safe. That is what the whole idea of libertarianism is, is that you have to be able to go where you feel safe. You know, so if people who don't want to wear masks had a place to go, then they wouldn't be going to a place and throwing a fit like a Costco and hitting people over the head with a bottle because somebody won't serve them. They would have a place that they could go if if a business wants to serve those people, just like that brewery up at up in uh, Sequoia. So this whole idea of a one-size-fits-all and the delusion, the absolute delusion that you're ever going to get 100% of people to get in line with anything is just, it's crazier than all hell. You know, I mean, there's just there's no common sense to think that everybody's going to believe in the same thing. I mean, for religious purposes, some people will not do it, you know, and and we can't obstruct their right to, to, to their religion. You know, there are people with religious beliefs that say that if you catch something, you know, that's God's will. You know, uh, you know, like these I think it's Christian scientists or something like that, you know, and if they survive, then they'll be stronger for it. You know, and if they die, it was God's will. You know, you're not going to be able to tell those people or force them to live by your rules. Um, so go where you feel safe. Don't be such a such a, uh, a nanny state loving person that you actually think that the government has your best interest in mind. 
That's just ridiculous. If the government had your best interests in mind, they would have opened up the uh, the all the testing that we've had. We at the beginning of the coronavirus, they had fifty companies that wanted to make testing available. That's what they would have done. Uh, they would have gotten rid of the certificate of need. Which, if you don't know what the certificate of need is, please look into it. What it is, is some government uh, states have something where the hospitals in an area can basically veto a new hospital being opened up. So the fact that hospitals can keep competition out, it keeps prices higher. And also, guess what? That's the reason we're having so many problems now because there's not enough medical um, facilities to take care of the people that are sick. So that's government red tape and regulations that have actually led to the problem we're having right now. Freedom is not selfish. You know, that's, that's, that's this new narrative that, oh, you're, you, know, you want to be free and you're selfish and you don't care about people. No, that's bullshit. Government's the thing that doesn't care about you. Government is what is causing these problems. You know, they, they have disallowed testing, you know. Um, how about this one? The, the vaccine that they're talking about. Anybody want to guess when it was actually made? Hmm? Take a couple seconds. It was made on January 11th. But the government did not allow volunteers to test it, you know, to see if they wanted to. And why? Because they were afraid people were going to die. Well, 300,000 people died while they waited. I personally think it would have been better if they would have allowed people to voluntarily take this vaccine. Because I believe me, I know people. They told me. They said they want the vaccine ASAP. They would be willing to try it. So... Why weren't these people allowed to try this vaccine and then test it? A good way to test it would be to, you know, then to expose them to it in a hospital or something like that and see how the vaccine works. You know, instead, the way they're testing it now is just give somebody the vaccine and then throw them out into the wild, throw them out into the world. And maybe they might run across somebody with the vaccine. And then they say, oh, it's 95 percent effective because they didn't run into anybody with it. We don't know. Let them actually test it. You know, but that's government rules kept you from having it. You know, 300,000 people died in the process of it, you know, because they were just trying to save a couple of lives of volunteers, volunteers. And that's a big part of libertarianism is the is the idea of volunteering. You know, those people who volunteer for that stuff are brave. You know, I personally would not do that. I'm not I'm not an anti-vaxxer either for anybody that wants to chime in there and say, yo, you're against vaccines. I'm not against vaccines. I'm also not going to be the first in line for it either. I'm going to wait this out as long as I can before I take it and see how it works. Um, and if I don't have to take it because the, the coronavirus goes away at some point in time, then I'll be happy to not take it. But if it seems like I need to at some point in time, yeah, I'll probably take it. If you're a high-risk person, I think you should probably take it because if you do get it, you'll probably die. So um, not, the, not the vaccine. I mean, the, if you do get the coronavirus, you'll probably, you know, die from it. So if, you, if you're that person who, who really needs it, like, like, for example, my mother, she's very high risk. I, I encourage her to get it. She can't wait to get the vaccine. So as soon as she's ready or the vaccine's ready uh, for her, her uh, whatever you call it, the, the, the pecking order, um, she'll be in line getting it. And I, and I 
totally applaud that. That's great. You know, save saves saves her from, you know, having to go through what so many Americans had to go through. Um, you know, but th- this whole idea of the government picking on these poor food vendors, like I said, who are, you know, I believe in Boyle Heights, uh, as I'd, as I'd read, most of them are immigrants who are these food vendors, you know, they're not getting any help from the government, you know, so how are they supposed to feed their families? It's not like they can just truck back to where they came from, as some people would like to tell them and tell them to, you know, go back and do this and that, you know, they don't have anything. So, and, you know, they, they deserve to be able to try to make a living. And if you don't feel safe, don't go there. But don't don't punish them for not being what you want to be. I notice there's a lot of people out there in the world that are fine with their own comfort level. You know, for me, my comfort level was taking a ride up to Sequoia. I've been out, as you heard in, in our first uh, Libertarian Los Angeles podcast, I went to the restaurant Mazel a couple of times. I felt very safe there. You know, they had a nice open space. People were social distanced. I was cool with it. So I would be more than happy to go there again. You know, I made my choice not to go to the brewery that did not have social distancing and people weren't wearing masks. That was my personal choice. So, you know, people got to stop trying to impose their comfort levels on others. You know, I know other friends who think the lockdowns are wonderful but went to protests. I have other friends who think the lockdowns are great, but went and stay, stayed at Airbnbs. You know, I I haven't gone to any protests, and I personally like going to protests. I think it's great to get out into the streets and make your voice be heard. But I haven't done it because I didn't feel safe there. You know, um, I don't. I haven't gone to an Airbnb. I don't know who the hell was there before me. I don't know how clean the place is, so I don't do it. But I don't tell those people not to do it. You got to live your life. You got to let other people live their lives. You cannot force your opinions on others. That is not freedom. That's not even remotely close to what freedom is. So, you know, I hope more people go out and support these um, vendors that are that are uh, not following the mandates uh, and any restaurants that aren't following the mandates. Um, but, you know, do it within your own comfort level. But don't if you if you don't feel comfortable, don't go there. If you feel comfortable, please go out and help these businesses out. They could use the help um, and be safe. So there's the short episode for today. Um, hope you all enjoy that. Um, hope you all stay safe and you know uh, you know don't be don't be uh, don't be such a pain in the ass to other people. They're just trying to make it through life as well. You know don't don't force somebody else to live the life you want them to live. That's not freedom. You know, that's that's authoritarian. So we'll see you on the next episode of Libertarian Los Angeles. Don't tread on me. Thanks for listening to a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar network. If this is your first time listening, know that we have three podcasts. We have the flagship, a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar, where my friend Fernie Sanders and I get together, drink beer and talk politics. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't, but we always drink beer. We also have the Liberty Blues, which is a podcast I do with some of my friends back in Indiana. I'm out in Los Angeles, and we talk about politics from a libertarian standpoint, from a couple of different states' points of view. And the newest podcast on our network is Libertarian Los Angeles. That'll be me by myself with... uh, 
some interviews, short little podcast about what's going on just in general in the Los Angeles area. So if you'd like to contact us, if you email us at podcast at gmail. Um, on Twitter, it's at Our Liberty Blues for the Liberty Blues podcast. And at PNL Podcast for a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. And on Facebook, a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar for all of them. And in particular, if you'd like to talk shit to me, at Mad Sean Osborne. That's S H A W N O S B O R N E. And also, if you are into um, political style music, protest uh, music with a libertarian theme please check me out wherever you listen to music and please share it listen often and spread the word with music